Welcome to the Reach the Stars podcast, a collection of conversations with cool people who do cool things. Brought to you by Papercraft Miracles. Each week, we'll bring you inspiring stories of persistence, passion, and purpose. With your host, Jonna willoughby Lore. Hi, everybody. I'm Jonna willoughby Lore, and welcome to the Reach the Stars podcast. Today, our guest is Marie Michelle. Can you tell everyone a little bit about yourself and who you are? Hi, uh, my name is Marie, uh, Marie Doman to be exact. I am a freelance social media manager. I've been doing that for about six years. Um, and this year I decided to bring Hamburg their first co-working space. So got my hands a little full. Uh, I also do the freelance um, business week in the city of Buffalo. Awesome. So um, where are you from originally? I grew up near Ellicottville, so Western New York. Not born, but raised. Um, I was born in the Philippines, adopted as a baby. That's a story for another day, <laughs> that's for sure. But I can't say born and raised, which is unfortunate. So, <laughs> yeah, close enough. Close enough. <laughs> close enough. That's for sure. So, I know you do a lot of um, work out in the business community. So, what would you say is like the number one thing that you're passionate about. You're like, you get up every day and you're like, Oh man, I can't wait to do this. Oh, well, thank you for that. Um, I work really hard to stay involved in our community, um, in the best way. And, you know, the way that I feel like I can serve us as a community, um, in the best light as well. So what I wake up every day and wanting, wanting to do really is helping people. I want to help people. I want to connect people. I like to call myself a community builder, a connector. And I feel like I wake up every single day trying to at least do one thing um, that, you know, pushes that through, uh, like in my, in my life. So I definitely like to connect, bring people together, um, connect others. You know, if they're looking for something, I usually know someone or something to help. So that's, that's what I like to do every day. Awesome. So what is, I know you kind of have your current life and your former life, um, do you, do you want to, I do, that's a very, a little bit about your yeah, life and how you got to where you are now. That's, that's really, honestly, that's so funny that you say it like that because it's so true. Um, so I'm only, I mean, I'm, I'm 28 years old, um, but I was married young. Um, I was married for a while. I decided to, you know, leave that marriage um, for a plethora of reasons, um, all as well, of course. Um, but you know, married for almost a decade, have two kids, obviously still have the kids. <laughs> um, and just that life. So it was kind of a, I love that life. Of course, it's great. A little more traditional, um, was beautiful, but it wasn't necessarily bringing me everything. I felt like the relationship, at least everything that I felt like I could get or give out of this life. And as I grew from 20 years old to 28 years old, I, you know, you change as a person and, you know, in hopes that, you know, your relationships develop along with that. It doesn't always happen that way. Mm -hmm. So my new life, I mean, that was my old life, you know, a lot of things carried over, you know, my business, my ethic, my, you know, my, my love for my children, of course. Um, I did live in Florida for a little while. So that feels a little bit like my old life too. I was in Naples. Florida from 2013 to 17. So for about four years, the four years that Buffalo grew, I was gone. <laughs> so when I moved back home, it was like moving back to a completely new city. So I got to relearn and relove the city of Buffalo, which was really, really fun. 
Um, but fast forwarding now to my new life, you know, me as a single mom with two kids, um, being a freelancer full time, you know, not having really like a safety net per se, what I had before. It just, I feel like it's pushed me to be better. It's pushed me to do more. And this might sound a little more spiritual than, you know, like some other people, but I feel like I cleared a lot of space in my life for the things that I was meant to do to happen. So, you know, I was clearing space and freelance business week happened. And then I won, you know, uh, an award at the freelance conference. And then the opportunity for the co-working space came about. So all of those really beautiful things came out. I'm not saying they wouldn't have happened if I didn't clear that space or prepare myself for what I was meant to do. But I think it absolutely helped. Um, I think it helped get me to be more me and be more comfortable with me and not worry about, um, you know, maybe someone who wasn't as supportive as, you know, I would have needed or would need. So now I just (laughs) do it myself (laughs) and I have the community, you know, my community, my friends, my business mentors, things of that nature. Those are the ones who are lifting me up now. So that's my new life. And honestly, as much as I appreciate my old life and what it has given me, because I a hundred percent wouldn't be here without it. Um, you know, not everyone has their own experience. Um, I'm so in love and love, love, love with my life as it is now. So my quote unquote new life is, you know, exactly what I wanted. So I know that, you know, some days are rough, but I know that I made the right choice for sure. That's awesome. I don't, I can't even imagine like trying to run a business, um, with two kids by myself, I would go insane. I can run a business with two kids with my full-time husband. I would, I don't know. Well, I mean, I did have school at one point and then I became a teacher. You know, I'm not, you know, my, my kids, children's father is amazing. He's a great dad. So you know, I can't knock him for that. Um, you know, he's really great with them, helps me a lot with them. Um, so school, obviously it was a help for my seven-year-old, but since COVID-19, not so much. So I, I, wasn't the best. I'm definitely not a teacher. That's for sure. I've learned something about myself, um, but we did, you know, we made, we made it through. Like, I'm like, I can teach you how to open your own business. I can teach you how to do this. I can teach you how to type. I'm like, but numbers and science and like the reading, I was like, eh. I mean, I know how to do those things, but I like to teach you. I don't know. Like, I'm just not, I don't feel like I'm best equipped for that position. And I, I have so much respect for teachers to begin with. So the whole thing was just like, eye-opening. Um, and my daughter's going to be three in a couple of weeks actually. And, uh, so luckily daycares are still open because honestly, if she was home, I would get nothing done. Nothing. <laughs> so thank God for it was, it's a, yeah. coming to watch my kids, like four days a week through most of this. Right? And my kids are five and two and a half. So I would get zero, okay, so zero you know. things done around here. <laughs> You know what it's like. Yeah. You know what it's like. It's, I mean, I, I think everyone or anyone that listens to this that has children will empathize with our pain. As much as we love our children, we, <laughs> we, you know, we do a lot. The, the society that we have now working, you know, networking, um, having businesses, having kids, it's, it's a lot for one person to handle. It's a lot for so. two people to handle. <laughs> it's a lot for two people. It's a lot yeah, for, they were not kidding. I mean, the, it takes a village is not cheesy in my opinion. It's true as all get out. I will take any and all help I can get. That's one, definitely one thing I've learned as a parent. Take the help. Yeah. Like just say, yes. Ask for all yeah. of the help and then some more. Ask for all the help. Yeah. Know when to tap out. <laughs> definitely. Uh, when I look at definitely. my Facebook memories, almost every single day, it's like from a previous year saying, can anyone come watch the kids? 
oh my gosh that's hilarious mine are like minor pictures of like when they're real little and stuff and I'm like oh look how cute they were yeah. look how cute they when they're cute now but I mean look how little and like sweet and nice and now they're like they fight and they are all over the place yeah I have two boys and they're I mean so far they say they're boys we'll see what happens when they grow up you know they change their minds but they're pretty rambunctious the two of them <laughs> I'm surprised yeah. you can't hear them right yeah. now. They're, they're upstairs getting ready for bed um oh, mine are with their father so I am free as a bird breathing easy tonight yeah, they're with their dad but you know they're upstairs <laughs> yeah no mine are mine are in a completely different area but you know what I that's one thing I think out of my quote-unquote new life um you know like nights like tonight I get to sit and do this you know I maybe couldn't do that before maybe felt a little more stressed out now so you get like this really nice happy fun free version of me that you know i it was definitely missing. So I'm really happy about like who I am, which I hope everyone gets the opportunity to feel that way. You know? Yeah. I'm super lucky that my husband puts up with as much of my crap as he does. Cause he's awesome. <laughs> oh, that's great. He's that's so awesome. Great with hey, you can, that's, that's the number one requirement, right? Hey, if you can handle me and my shenanigans, then you're in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He definitely, uh, I don't know if he knew what he was signing up for when he got roped into this world, but I certainly wouldn't where I am right now, where, where I'm supporting this. So, um, he's awesome. So plug for the hubby, um, plug for the hubby. And for me, it's like, um, yeah, I'm married to my work currently. So <laughs> I'm also married to my work, just, which kind of makes my marriage suffer a little bit because, uh, I, I think if he was not a total introvert that it might bother him more that I love to work so much. Uh, yeah, no, that's definitely a good, I mean, for extroverts and introverts, they weren't kidding with the opposites, you know, it's like, let me do my thing. You do your thing. Uh, and that's sometimes it works, you know? So I like that. So he, he, he appreciates the time that I want to go and talk to someone else. That's not him. <laughs> He's like, Oh, you're gonna stop talking to me. Yes. yes totally. <laughs> you know? for a, just for a second. Like, I love you, but that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. I mean, yeah, no, it's, I mean, to have a support system, whether it be, you know, husband, family, friends, what have you, I mean, you know, I've got the best one. So I'm super grateful for that. And I mean, you know, it, you, we share a lot of the same connections. So. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about this co-working space and how it came to be and what it means to you and the people who use it or are going to be using it. Sure. So the super fun, I think, overall theme for the co-working space is that I know this is just very, it's almost overused, but I have to say it, it just everything that's meant to be will be because just my, from, you know, the investor finding me, um, after having an article, like they did an article in the Hamburg sun does Hamburg need a co-working space a little over a year ago. I was interviewed for that. In addition to Unova co-working, which is in Springville. Um, I was interviewed for that and my investor found me after that article and said, you know, basically approached me and asked if, you know, that was something that we really needed, how that would go about. I explained everything, pitched a plan basically, and like obtained an investor, which was unreal and really almost just felt like a dream. So I said that in my interview today or the other day with channel seven, I just said, it doesn't feel real, the whole thing, you know, so the, my, having my investor 
and then um, wanting to open a co-working space and then wanting to have a specific location with maybe a coffee shop nearby. We, you know, we looked for a while and it wasn't necessarily available. We know how real estate is here. Um, and then I was like, not I actually, um, my real estate agent I was working with, um, Chip Franco Forte over at um, Envision Real Estate. Amazing. I've known him since high school. Ironically enough, two other people we went to high school with own the cafe. So 49 Coffee, they own that. So here we are, you know, what we call Springvillians, you know, just from like kids from Springville, um, partnering up and, you know, opening the co-working space, adding the coffee. Um, super fun fact about, so it's 49 Coffee in Springville. They're at 49 Main Street. And the co-working space is at 4900 Lakeshore Road. So it's just like all these little things that lined up just so, like just enough right that just made everything so perfect. And it was all these little things. And I'm like, wow, it's kind of like in Hercules, you know, like when all the planets align. But instead of like the bad thing happening and all the, the monsters coming out, it was like a good thing happening. Um, it's funny. I can tell so that you're 38 and you're 28 because you're like, oh, I'll, you know, all these little signs line up. And I'm like, I saw the sign. I'm like singing Ace of Base in my head because I'm old as hell. <laughs> oh, yeah. I see. I don't even. My best friend is 38, please. Stop. Oh, my God. <laughs> but I do make references like that. I mean, Hercules like isn't early 90s. Hercules isn't like a too young of a movie. That's like pretty spot on. <laughs> Everyone likes Hercules. Um, but yeah. So yeah. So it was just it was just all these things, you know, lined up and it just worked out well. And um a lot of people that know that building have connection to it. And it's usually it's it's been a good one so far. So just everything has been, you know, in our favor so far. So knock on wood or whatever, I can find it. Um that it continues to go that way. We all have really good attitudes, we're willing to work together. We're, you know, when you decide to have partners, especially three parties um you have to make sure you're on the same page we've been you know completely open about everything since the beginning and i think that that's what's driving our our success and hopefully we'll continue to do that awesome so how many people um can work in the space at once so that'll be interesting right so i'm gonna have a few private offices available so those will operate like regular offices open co-working um as we develop the open co-working and like the lounge area we just have to maintain the socially distant regulations right so i'm um, working on having a sanitation station at the front so we have our masks and things like that we have a keyless entry so that's nice for our members um we will have semi dedicated or not semi we will have dedicated desks uh, i call them semi-private sometimes um it'll be dedicated desk so those desks you know, will just be spaced appropriately. Um, meeting rooms, the kitchen, you know, any of those public areas, I mean, at least for now, you'd, you know, be wearing a mask, what have you. So, but as far as capacity, the really cool thing about co-working is there's a statistic. It's about 10% of your members are usually in your space at a given time. And this is just with a co-working space. So if we had a hundred or 200 members, there wouldn't be more than 10 or 20 people in the space at a given time, which is not that many. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so really in the face of COVID-19, I feel like we're still okay. Even when people think of, oh, co-working, it's a lot of people. It's really not. A lot of people are members, but who's there at each time just because of the nature of our businesses and how we work. Uh, we're not all there at the same time. Mm -hmm. And it's open 24 seven or is there like, yeah. So depending on your membership, you'll have that access, but the it's open access for those that, you know, need it or have it. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you for asking about it. I mean, I appreciate the plug and like talking about that business. Um, but I mean, I will talk about 
whatever. Awesome. So, um, as far as your own business, um, like what's your favorite thing about it? I mean, why, you know, why, what draws you to it? Why do you, why do you love doing what you do? Right. So I would say, you know, social media management and content writing is my main business. I've been doing it since 2014, uh, started working with real estate agents down in Florida, just on a whim. And it grew into this, it went from a side hustle to full-time thing after six years, which is really cool. Um, my favorite thing, my niche is working with independent and small businesses. So I think that that theme carries out through, through the rest of my life. So with freelance business week and the co-working space, it's all independent and small businesses. And, uh, that's my favorite part really is just helping them. How I said, you know, I like waking up to help and connect people. I can help and connect them in person online. So it's just this full circle of really, again, you know, I'm so blessed and grateful to be able to do what I love and what I feel like I was created to do for a living and ultimately make money doing it. So, and if anyone, you know, wants to do that or, you know, feels like they want to do it or there's things in the way, like I want to be there for them. Um, in addition to doing the social media and the writing, I actually recently decided that I'm going to continue doing that, but I'm also going to open up a section of my business and what my offering and helping aspiring freelancers. So aspiring freelancers, independent business owners, um, and like how to do it. I've just, I feel like I've been, even though I am younger, just have been doing it for, for a while. I feel experienced enough that I can kind of help them maneuver starting new. Cause really I've, it, it's funny when you start thinking about how long you've been doing something, you're like, Oh yeah, I did that. I did that. You know, I forget I opened a nail salon in Florida sometimes. So it's just, sometimes I write down like my accomplishments so I can remember the things that I've done to be like, yeah, you know what? I do know what I'm talking about. I can help other people figure out, you know, what they need or, you know, or help them in a valuable way. So. That's awesome. Yeah. It's yeah, funny how you, you. you think back like, oh, that wasn't that long ago. And you're like, yeah, that was like 10 years ago. <laughs> right. Like, oh, I opened a nail salon. That was three years ago. Like a brand new nail salon on the water in Naples, Florida. I'm like, yeah, it wasn't that long ago. I mean, Evelyn's almost three. I opened it when I was pregnant with her. So it was just insane. <laughs> yeah. Time flies. Time flies when you're having fun, right? No, it's like I, you know, I think back on some of the things that I've done, and I'm like, I, I have worked two jobs that were not the business that I run for five years each as an adult, and I also ran an underground art venue that had shows oh, wow. six nights a week. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's so much stuff I don't know about you <laughs> that I'm so excited to learn. I mean, it's funny because like most people in the community these days know me as like, Oh, you're, you're that chick that owns that paper business or whatever. Um, but before I was working in this a lot, um, I've been a poet and a musician for most of my life. So I did that. Like, wow. I was playing out shows, playing in bars, doing poetry slams, traveling all over the place. Oh, poetry slams. So cool. Yeah, so I love the people that. that. I'm interviewing for the podcast are all like slam poets that I know like from years and years and years ago, like I was on the first poetry slam team to ever go to the national poetry slam from Buffalo, like ever. And it was, uh, awesome. it was amazing to like go and like meet, you know, all of the, the top, you know, slam poets in like 2006. It was, I mean, it was amazing to be able to be cool. connected to so many people like that. So like, I know, I know that my, my social network because of my experience out in the arts community 
Um, well, that's great. I mean, it keeps it diverse too. So that's super fun. Yeah. So I like, I have my like artsy people and my, like my poetry people. My mother was a poet. I've been going to poetry readings like my entire life. Like I, I have like connections there. Um, and then I've been playing with my band Bloodthirsty Vegans since 2008. Um, so we played a lot of shows in a lot of places. Um, and so Right. Still, still technically a band still to still to this perform <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, it's been a little crazy trying to rehearse through COVID. So can't really be doing that. All right. Uh, You're going to be doing the, the zoom calls with the five people, you know, hitting, you know, going at it together throughout. It's really, <laughs> the it's really hard. It's so hard. Everyone doesn't have an excellent sound. Yeah. internet connection yeah. to try to do that. So I know gonna, what you mean. It's tough. We're going to try and do some socially distant uh, outdoor practices in the next couple of weeks. Cool. We That'll be fun. At least jam for the neighbors. <laughs> they don't call it quarantine fam for nothing. You know, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've been debating adding some people to my fam. Cause I just, uh, my quarantine fam. I know, I know you gotta select, you gotta choose wisely, but yeah, yeah, no, we're, we're, we're getting there. So I feel like we're getting there. That's just, for sure. I really love my business, obviously, like I love being in my office. Like I get, to, I come down into my office every day and I'm like, I get to go to work today. And I'm like, it doesn't even feel like work all day. Cause they're all just things that I've been dreaming about doing since I was 19 years old. And I, that's funny that you said that about getting to go to work. It's either you got that from Stephanie or Stephanie got it from you, or we all learned it in the same place. Cause when we're having a down day, right. We're like, Oh, I have to get this done today. I have to do this. It's like, no, you get to do this. You get to go to work. You get to have to turn this in today. Like, yeah. Switching your thinking. And then like, you know, if you're having a rough day or something, it's like, man, (laughs) (laughs) you kind of want to just tell yourself to shut it. You're like, I just have fun at work, but it's, it's tough because I always like my, my soul's home base is in like poetry and performing and sharing with sure. And so for a long time working in my business, I worked alone and now I have a team, which is super awesome. I got three people, which is like crazy. Awesome. That's great. That's great. Um, so it makes it a little bit different to like, you know, have people in the office, especially now that they're back in the office, um, after the quarantine, but it's been, a weird struggle for me to like spend so much of my focus for a bunch of years on business and not as much on the, you know, like the poetry and performing and music and, you know, like my right. socializing side of me. So that's partly why I started yeah. doing this podcast. Cause I was like, I want to connect with my people again in a different way and like have a place for, um, for all those stories that people are sharing to, uh, to live. So that's why I started. I think this is great. Well, I mean, the cool thing about the co-working spaces is that we're building a podcast studio. So um, I don't know if you've heard of the Hurdle Sound Lab, but they're going to help me build a podcast, not an actual sound production area, but just a, a soundproof room to do podcasts. So I would love to host you there or like anyone, you know, so it'll be super fun. So I love that people are getting into podcasting and using it as an additional, you know, way to get out there and connect with others. It's not just, you know, Hey, this is my business. I'm doing a podcast. It's, the people that you get to interview, how you get to know them, you're going to get a totally different side of them than other people have. So yeah, I, definitely I think like, it's great. this is totally a labor of love. I've wanted to have a podcast right. where I can just interview all these amazing, amazing people that I know and share my own stories wow. and have them share their stories and just have a place for that connection. Cause I'm just right. like, I'm all about the power of 
the ability of one moment to change somebody's life forever. Like to have one interaction of course. conversation to be like that point that people are like, wow, I'm different now. And I just right. I love focusing on that. And it really is like, mm-hmm. it kind of took all of the quarantine and like all of the time really like thinking about what is really at the heart of my business and everything that I do. And it's that it's like, I'm all about yeah. like intentionally crafting that moment for people. And I love that. Oh my gosh. See, but figuring that out. I mean, it takes time and some people never figure that out. So, you know, yeah, that's, it's amazing. It's definitely, you know, for me, like I said, you know, just having that passion, knowing what I was made for and doing it and being you know blessed enough to be able to do it is like, all right, let's do this and help other people get there too. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I just, I'm also like, I always love hearing stories like about where people came from and their childhood and their adolescence and like how that made who they are today. You know, and there's some people who are like, Oh, I always act this way because of this experience when I was a kid or, you know, that. Oh yeah. hundred percent. I mean, when I was 20 and now, (laughs) now this is my world and it's all because of that one experience. And I just, some of those experiences are good and some of them are not good, but I just, Oh yeah. Oh, I believe, yep. I'm with you on that. I mean, that it's just a series of experiences, right? That's who shape. that's how, what shapes who we are. Like I grew up on a farm, I grew up on a dairy farm, you know, and then, and then, you know, I was dragged, not dragged, but I mean, I was, you know, all over the place. I was, you know, in Orchard Park and I was in Florida. Then I came back home and, you know, Hamburg is my home now and I don't plan on leaving, but just those things shape shaped me, you know, just growing up on a farm, seeing that work ethic, feeling that work ethic. And then owning my own thing and working in corporations, like just all those little experiences, they just, they, you know, they shape you. So they definitely do. Super grateful. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, at the end of all the podcasts, I do five questions, the same five questions. Yeah. Person. Okay. Uh, I'm excited for these actually. When you said it in the beginning, I'm like, interview. Ah. okay, a little bit. So, so fun. <laughs> the first one is tell me about an experience that shaped who you are today. Aside from being on the dairy farm. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you know, definitely being on the dairy farm. I mean, my father, I was an only child, so that absolutely shaped me. Um, <laughs> let's see. So who, what really, really shaped me? It's <sighs> a really good question. I think, I mean, just because it's so fresh, I think just the, like my relationship you know, my, my serious relationship for, you know, a good chunk of my life shaped me. Um, you know, that experience, obviously, you know, having that relationship with a lot of ups and downs and things like that. And I learned a lot there. I learned a lot about myself, a lot about how I interact with people, how I want to interact with people, how I want to make other people feel. Um, and then also just being confident in your, in your choices. Right. So, I mean, of course I didn't want to make the decision to, or we, we, cause we made it together. We didn't want to make a decision to have a failed marriage. Like no one wants that. Um, but just making a decision like that together, which I'm super, super grateful we could do. But then I think what's more important just beyond that is, um, knowing that I made that right choice. Like I said, that happened and it was like really tough. It was a lot. It was tough. You know, I had to adjust to a whole new life, but you know, then freelance business week happened and the award happened. And you know, then a lot of other recognition type things were happening. And then the co-working space happened. It's just, I think that was maybe my moment or my experience that allowed me to be like, yes, this has changed me because I know, 
I feel like I just know me better and it allowed me to be me. So now I, I can see myself as a whole, who I am and like what I want. So I'm super excited about that. (laughs) Okay. Question number two, when you feel defeated or overcome, (laughs) what do you tell yourself to keep going? I get to go to work today. (laughs) Yeah. I get to work today. That's, that's one of them. Now, um, let's see. Sorry, I'm moving a couple of things. Um, sometimes I feel like when I feel defeated, I I like to just take a step back. So I don't really think I say anything to myself other than just breathe, breathe, do what you got to do to like reset and then just overcome whatever it is that you have to do. Because most likely if it's something like that it's something that you can't really avoid you know you just gotta muddle through it whatever it is um yeah whether it's challenging or not so so number three uh tell me about a way that you overcame a failure or mistake and what you learned from it Hmm. failure or mistake i have plenty of those (laughs) which one let's see hmm well, you know what? So opening the nail salon, right? So I opened the nail salon. Oh, sorry. My finger was over the camera. Um, opening the nail salon was great. Um, but opening it with family was really difficult. So not that it was a failure. I mean, the salon is a success and it was great, but just maybe deciding to work with family and just being super cautious and careful about that, um, I think is maybe, so it wasn't necessarily a mistake. Um, and I was appreciative of the experience, but I think I would definitely be more cautious of, um, or I am more cautious of, you know, like partnerships and things of that nature. So, uh, like with the co-working space, we were very, very particular and careful about deciding to work together. Okay. So number four is what trait or habit is most responsible for keeping you on track? I love the trait or habit. Mm, definitely my energy. It's just going to be my energy. <laughs> having, like we were talking about earlier, just having the energy to manage everything, you know, my home, my kids, myself, the co-working space, the event, just everything. You have to have an endless amount of energy. And I don't always have that, uh, but I work really hard to, you know, to do it, to keep it. So, What kind of things do you do to, to bring your energy back up? Or when you're, when you feel like your cup is getting empty, what do you do? I like to take a step back. So kind of the same thing of what I said earlier, sorry if I'm repeating an answer. Um, but just, I guess growing up in the country and stuff, I like to just be like, all right, I'm going to turn my stuff off and go chill and I'll get for the weekend or whatever. I like to, to do that a lot. A silent retreat is next up on the list. I've never done that before. And I think people really would like pay money to see me not talk. <laughs> so. <laughs> someday. Someday. Oh my God. That was super hard for me. <laughs> um, yeah. Right, right. But I've heard really good things about it. And I, I admire people that can do that. So maybe someday. <laughs> Definitely someday. Yeah, I was I was in this um, Zoom poetry event the other day with Sonia Renee Taylor. I don't know if you know who she is. She's amazing. You should totally Instagram follow her. She's so cool. And I, you should uh, send me her profile. That'd be awesome. I definitely will. She's like a world-class powerhouse in so many ways. 
But she, I asked her because she's always like giving of her energy to others to educate them and to really work. It seems like every minute of the day to change the world and do amazing things. And I asked her like, you know, how do, how do you find all of that energy and, and, you know, where do you get it from? And she said, I only give from my overflow. Yeah. Like, I believe whenever it. I, love, I mean, and I honestly, I could, I can say that I feel that way and that I operate that way because if I don't feel a hundred percent, I can't give anything to anyone else. I, just thought, I never really thought about it that way that like, whatever is, whatever is in your cup is for you and you can only right. what's extra. <laughs> I just that's amazing honestly that's great and I'm glad that hey those little moments right like you learned that then and you're different that was totally one of them and I was like zing what in my face great (laughs) there was a a whole book so when you talk about that moment the you are a badass at making money that book by Jen Sincera um that was my that whole book was a moment for me I mean it taught me so much about earning money my mindset about money earning money you know how to charge things like that. It was a great, what's book. it called? Uh, you're a badass at making money <laughs> by Jensen Zero. <laughs> the last question is what's the best piece of advice that you've ever gotten. And what's the best piece of advice that you would give to somebody else? Hmm. Best piece of advice I've ever gotten. It's not so much. Does it have to be business related? No. Okay, cool. Because I'm just trying to think about what I would want. Best piece of advice. That's a hard one. I feel like I would want to have known this one before I came on. <laughs> oh, I have a minute, right? I can think about it. Happening in the back of your video. I love this. I know. Like, I can think about this. Yeah, this is my life. Um, let's see. Um, I appreciate you like letting me do this in my car. That's great. Um, so best piece of advice. This is hard. I wish I could pause it. So I could think. I don't really know if it's advice, but honestly, when you said that question, it was, um, it's definitely not advice, but it's the only answer I have. So when I told someone I was adopted once, they said something to me. They were like, wow, so you're super special. You were loved twice. and that was a moment, you know, we talk about the moments. So that was definitely a moment for me. And I guess maybe not them giving me advice, but them saying that like made me think about advice and just be like, and just understand that I guess that like love can come from anywhere. Like, I don't, I don't know if that answers your question, but it was the first thing I thought about. Um, it really does. So just, right. So just having someone say that to me, you know, I was loved, you know, of course, like when, my parents gave me up and then loved again when, um, when I was adopted, just knowing that it can come from anywhere. So the advice out of it is just, like I said earlier, it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, like a spouse or anything like that. Like as long as, you know, like you love yourself and you have your community that that's what's important. Definitely you first, but then having like that system and support behind you would be great. Yeah, exactly. I, I've, I've been a big believer in that. You really only need five things to survive. You need food, you need shelter, you need clothing, you need someone that loves you and something that drives you. And other than that, everything else is just cake. Oh, I love that. I want to, I'm going to watch this again and then write that down. You know, honestly, after this is over, I'm probably going to think of like 10 different pieces of advice I've been given. And 
if I have a mentor that watches this, they'll be like, really, you don't remember when I said this or whatever <laughs> in fun, in fun, of course. But they'll be like, really, you don't remember that lesson I taught you? <laughs> Honestly, it's funny oh, I really you know, have no idea what I would answer most of these questions. I just like asking other people. <laughs> You know, it's really funny. Actually, now that I think about it, one of my mentors told me, she's like, have a, <laughs> have a separate banking account, basically, like from your significant other. <laughs> that was one of them. And it was like a business oriented thing. You know, it was like, have one account for bills that you put all your money in spent like on your utilities and your bills and stuff. And then like have an account for you, which, um, I've always done that. So, uh, so that was a good piece of advice, I guess. Not as heartfelt as the first thing, but practical and it definitely it worked so yes I've definitely had uh I, I'm my girls at, at Lace and Day I don't know if you ever shopped there they're amazing but yes yep they uh they totally were like yeah you totally should just, just have put it on the HNK card I was like what the he'll never know <laughs> he'll never know <laughs> that's great oh, that's HNK. terrible but you know that's hilarious oh that's really funny really gonna just hit you. I like that. That's definitely, you should make that your answer for the best advice you've ever gotten. How that works. Yes, that you should buy expensive bras <laughs> on a separate credit card and not tell your spouse about it. I mean, so any, um, anything else that you want to add or anything else you want to tell people about? No, I mean, honestly, I feel like we covered everything. We covered my personal life, the <laughs> co-working space. I mean, honestly, I just hope I answered your questions and that someone or anyone would get like something out of this and maybe you know, we always hope that what we do and what we put out there for others to hear or listen or watch is, um, that maybe they have one of those moments while they're interacting or listening to us. So exactly. Awesome. Right. Uh, Yeah. I learned that from you today. (laughs) So, um, if you want to tell people where they can find you, where they can find your business, where you're at on Instagram and whatnot, that's always good too. And I'll link all those in the show notes when I figure out Awesome. Thank you. When you figure out. <laughs> um, well, so right now I want to say my main site, let's just do uh convergence coworking.com. It's where you can find out anything about the coworking space. Uh, I'm on Instagram. It's just my name. It's Marie Rochelle with an underscore. Um, cool. Well, thank you very much. I hope you had a good time. This was awesome. I know. Thank you for um, working with my lighting too. I went from like beautiful golden hour to sunset <laughs> so I, I just love that it's real life you know like this this is court. this is like, like i had to run so and do an interview in my car whatever you know and hey if anybody you know people aren't alone you know i'm not the only you know <laughs> we're not alone we do stuff like this all the time so. i've been i've been calling it because my friend maude white who's super super amazing at the beginning of all the quarantine that when everything shut down and people were like just calling it quarantine and calling it isolation. And she's like, dude, I can't handle this. Like I can't handle having that be the language that surrounds me in my life. And she was like, we have to come right. up with something better. And so she like yeah, like asked that. her Facebook, like come up with something better to call it. And she came up with communal solitude. And I, Ooh, I like that. just loved it. Like the whole idea that like, we're not, we're not alone, but we're alone together. And I, yeah, I've been saying that a lot. <laughs> oh, I just love it. So between that yeah. and then a friend of mine who lives in New York city, who wrote this amazing song during, during the communal solitude that's called alone together. And oh, oh, yeah. it's just super, super. I would love to see it. You should send I that to me. I'd love to check it out. Kat, Kate, yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Just, Share it with me. Drop it in your show notes when you put this up. I'm, I'm going to get her. She's going to be on my show. I, I'm going to do it. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> I can't wait. Definitely got to get her. She's amazing. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on my show. Thank you. Bye. A single interaction has the power to change your life forever. This is a place for the stories of those moments. Stories of pursuing dreams, overcoming tragedy and failure, of coming back to life after so much of what feels like dying, of continuing on with only a vision as a map. This is the place where those moments live on. Come sit by the fire, look up at the stars, and be forever changed too. you for being with us on the reach the stars podcast our theme music is generously provided by byrocratic you can find him on bandcamp.com thank you to all of our current patrons guests and everyone else who helps make this dream a reality we are so proud to be building this amazing community with all of you if you love this podcast please consider sharing with a friend leaving a review on itunes and becoming a patron at www.patreon.com slash reach the stars Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel to see the videos of these conversations. We'll see you next week. In the meantime, do something cool and tell us about it.